Good morning, Westover. I'm so glad that you are here, and to our online audience, we are delighted that you have joined us. My name is Pastor Jonathan. I'm the Family Life Pastor here, and we are glad that you are here. And I want to take a brief moment and speak to all of our engaged and married couples. Now, couples, we have an opportunity that we've created with you in mind. It's called the art of marriage. And the whole goal of the art of marriage is to equip you to win in your relationship. God wants your marriage and your relationship to win. Because if your marriage wins, your family will win as well. In addition to that, we want to connect with you. We want to discover what God is doing in your life. We want to learn your story. We want you to discover who we are. My wife and I, Danae, are going to be teaching the class. We want you to join us. We want you to be a part of it. We want to connect you with other couples as well. So we have two options where you can take this class. We have a Wednesday night option. We have a Sunday morning option. And again, the whole purpose is just equip you to win in your relationship. And for your convenience, we have a text to give, a text to register option. And what you can do is just text the keyword marriage to our text to give number. What will happen is you will receive a message from us with some links You can select which option best fits your schedule and join us. If you happen to have any questions, a member of the Family Life team will be available in the Resource Center to answer any questions that you may have about the class, what exactly the class is going to be all about. Uh, We'd love for you to be a part of this great class. Now, this morning, I have the great privilege of beginning a series called The Holy Spirit Empowered for Excellence. The Holy Spirit empowered for excellence. The Holy Spirit is provided to us to empower us to do something miraculous. He wants to do miracles in our life and through our life. And if you are like me and you happen to have your Westover app, I invite you to open up your Westover app. We have sermon notes that you can follow along and also to enrich your experience. Additionally, I'd like for you to open your Bible to John 14. We're going to spend some time in God's Word today. We're going to learn about who the Holy Spirit is. And I just have the great privilege of talking about how the Holy Spirit is like a guidance counselor. Now, this idea makes a whole lot of sense to me because before I became a pastor, I was a counselor. I was a counselor. And I spent some time on staff as a counselor here at Westover Hills, and I actually spent some time even before that working with middle school students to help them advance in their life. And so this idea of the Holy Spirit being guidance counselor is something that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Now, when people discover that I'm a counselor, I get one of a couple of responses. The first response that I get is excitement. People are excited. They come up to me and they ask for help, and they say, I have this friend, and they have a problem. And I'm hoping you can help me, I I mean them, with their problem. I also have other people who come to me. This is a true story. I had a guy come in one time, and he says, I'm not really here for help for myself. Uh, My wife is difficult, and I'm here to set up an appointment for her. (laughs) Now, she does not know that I'm here, but I want to set up an appointment, and I'm hoping that you can call her and convince her to come. And I said in my own mind, maybe that's the problem. I said, this is what I told him. I said, listen, I know that you want to help her, but it's better if it comes from her. The second response that I get is actually curiosity. People have a lot of questions about counseling. And so um, I have my doctoral degree in counseling. 
And so people make this assumption that I'm a medical doctor. Well, I'm not a medical doctor. The only doctor in my family is my dad, medical doctor. So people come up and they ask me a medical-related question. They say, I've got this cough, and uh, uh, I need to know what to take for it. Uh, can you write me a prescription? And I say, no, uh, I'd love to help you. I could pray for you, but uh, I don't know anything about medicine. And they say, yeah, 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 I know that you're not a doctor, but uh, if you were to prescribe something, what would you prescribe? <laughs> I say, yeah, I just, I can't, I don't know. I can't help you. Ask your doctor. They will help you. Uh, the third response that I get from people is nervousness. Um, I'll, I'll begin a conversation with someone. Um, I'll ask them their name. I'll tell them my name. I'll ask them what they do. They'll tell me what, I'll tell them what I do. And then when I mention that I'm a counselor, they get quiet. And so I start talking to them and, I, and I'm, and eventually it reaches the point in the conversation where I ask them, I say, is everything okay? And they say, yeah, everything's fine. But I just need to know, are you analyzing me? <laughs> and I say, no, I just, I want to, I want to get to know you. I want to I hear your story. Now, the truth is some people actually take this idea of analysis way too far. They say, I have this this family member in my extended family, they're very difficult. They give me a headache. They stress me out. It's so difficult. And I'm hoping you can analyze them. It's my mother-in-law. <laughs> I say, I stop them right now. I'm like, whoa, hey, whoa. I just don't go around randomly analyzing people. And, and there's an unspoken rule. You don't analyze mother-in-laws. It just doesn't happen. That's kind of the rule in counseling. You don't do that. The truth is, the truth is, is that I really enjoyed being a counselor. And I very much enjoy being a pastor. The best part is just being able to help people, being able to advance them. And what I've discovered is there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution to every situation. Every situation is unique. I've told some people to stop some patterns and to start new behaviors. I've told some people to get into their marriage and get over a past relationship. I've told some people to hold on to their family and to let go of past hurts. And the same is true in our spiritual life. Every situation that we encounter in our life, there is the Holy Spirit who's there to help us. He wants to be our guidance counselor. Now, it just so happens that the disciples were facing a very difficult moment. If you are looking in John 14, verse 15, we're actually picking up a conversation between Jesus and his disciples. They're having a conversation. Jesus has just told them that he is leaving to go back to the Father. And they are stressed out. They are worried. They're anxious. But Jesus, he provided a solution. And it's the guidance counselor. It's the Holy Spirit. So pick up with me in verse 15. It says, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. If there's one big idea for today, it's this. The Holy Spirit, our guidance counselor, is always available to help you and I. The Holy Spirit is always available to help you and I. Let's continue. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Verse 26 says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. We know 
that the advocate mentioned in verse 16 is the advocate, the Holy Spirit, because of the connection that Jesus makes in verse 26. This word advocate, he connects the Holy Spirit. He puts it right close to one another. Now this word advocate, this word advocate actually can be rendered counselor. That's where we get the idea that the Holy Spirit is our guidance counselor. We get it from this word. And the truth is, is that he's here to assist us. Now, in order to help us understand a little bit better about how a guidance counselor works and how the Holy Spirit works, I want to tell you three things that a guidance counselor does to advance us and to help us in our life. Number one, a guidance counselor uncovers new information to increase know-how. A guidance counselor uncovers new information to increase know-how. Verse 26 says this, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. We live in a culture of smartphones and unwise people. Smartphones and unwise people. We have more information right at our fingertips than ever before. But life experience tells us that more information doesn't necessarily make us wiser. And to prove this point... I have five things I want to tell you that you did not need to know today. I'm going to enrich your life in a meaningless way today, okay? Number one, a snail can blink, uh, excuse me, can sleep for three years. Number two, women blink twice as much as men. Now, when I read this, I said I was excited, but I was disappointed. I was excited and disappointed because I was excited because it explained to me why my wife blinks all the time. I was disappointed because I thought she was winking at me. (laughs) Now I have an answer and I'm disappointed. Number three, there are more chickens than people in the world. Number four, the average human eats eight spiders in their lifetime while they sleep. Congratulations. (laughs) Sleep with your mouth closed. And number five, banging your head against the wall burns 150 calories. Now, when I read this, I said, that researcher needs to get his head analyzed. There's something wrong here. The truth is, none of this information helps you and I. So what? This information doesn't help you and I. It doesn't help us address the difficult boss or coworker that we have or the disconnected marriage or the disrespectful teenager. That information doesn't help us. So what do we do? Well, oftentimes we go to our phones and we search for information and the information that we find doesn't help us at all. So we find ourselves being stuck in a situation. We handle the situation poorly and then we come out the other side with severe regret. And we say, I wish I would have known then what I know now because we have an, we have an afterthought after the aftermath. We are learning from the, har- the school of hard knocks and we go with regret. We say later is just too late. So what are we to do? What are we to do? Well, for many of us, this produces anxiety in our heart and our mind. And the truth is, we get, we get frustrated. We're stuck. And I'm going to diagnose it for you. I'm going to provide the solution. And I'm going to give it to you for free today. Too many of us have an overstimulated cerebral cortex that has released... Uh, cortisol and adrenaline in our mind. What we need is a pervasive experience that lowers that response in our brain and brings about peace. In other words, you and I, we need to relax. 
You need, you and I, we need to relax. We just need to relax. Now, some of you may be saying, Pastor, you don't understand the circumstance that I'm in. You don't understand the situation that I'm in. And that's true. But I want to encourage you with one admonition today, and it's this. Don't go to Google, go to God. Don't go to Google, go to God. Your first answer to life's challenges is found in the word of God. Go to God. He will help you. He will empower you. He will tell you now what you need to know then. He will tell you in this moment what you need to know for a future moment. Because he is able to see above the horizon. He sees the challenges that are coming. And he wants to equip us to win. He wants to help us win in our experience. And the way he does that is he provides spiritual insight. When we have the regret of hindsight and the frustration of sight, we need spiritual insight. We need inspiration. We need the Holy Spirit to step in. And here's how he does it. The Holy Spirit increases know-how through spiritual insight. The Holy Spirit increases our know-how through spiritual insight. Now, spiritual insight is the ability to see into a situation and see the solution. It's as if you take God's glasses and he puts them on you so you can see your situation exactly the way he sees it. He has the capacity to see above the horizon and to see the solution that you need for your specific situation. But we have to let him be our guidance counselor. He wants to come alongside us. All of us have moments when we need clarity. All of us have moments when we need clarity. There are situations at work. Maybe you have a coworker that has cancer and you just need to know what to say. Maybe your spouse is overworked and overwhelmed and the Holy Spirit wants to whisper to you what you can do to encourage them. Maybe your student is struggling in school and you just need the Lord to illuminate your mind and heart as to how to encourage them and how to support them to advance in their life. The Holy Spirit will give you insight into your experience if we're willing to allow him to be our guidance counselor. Number two, number two, the second way a guidance counselor helps us, they guide decisions to improve the outcome. They guide decisions to improve the outcome. Verse 26 says this, the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything I have said to you. We need the Lord to remind us of some things. We need him to remind us of some things. Now, to illustrate this, I'm going to talk about smartphones. Smartphones are wonderful. They allow us to make phone calls, send text messages, uh, get on social media. But the truth is, is that when we are lost, we need a whole nother system. We need a GPS system. We need a global positioning system. We need a system that will tell us where we're at, where we can tell it where we want to go, and it will guide us to that destination. We need a GPS system, and a GPS system works because it reminds us of things. It says, in a half mile, exit 42. In that voice, right? In 600 feet, stay left at the fork. In six miles, you will arrive at the Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) Amen to that. That's my favorite destination. GPS works because it gets us from here to there. It focuses not, on, not only on the mile that we're on, but also on the destination. It also charts a course for us, taking into account the delays, the distractions, 
the detours, the, the wrecks that are along the way. And it works exactly that way. It sees ahead of time what we need in order to get to our destination. The same is true for the Holy Spirit. He is our spiritual GPS. He is our God positioning system. He wants to take us from here to there. He has a destination in mind. He knows where there are difficulties and delays and relational potholes. And he wants to navigate us around that. He wants to move us forward. The destination in our life is a greater family experience. It's more fruitfulness in our finances. It is a greater work experience. It's a greater marriage. Could it be that if you find yourself in a place where you are disappointed with the here that you're in and you know there is a greater there in your marriage, could it be that the art of marriage is the way that God wants to direct you to win in your relationship? I want to invite you. I want to appeal to you. We want to equip you to win. We want you to get to the destination of a greater marriage. And we've created this opportunity for you. Consider it. Consider it. It's going to make a difference in your experience. Now, many of us are here and we are struggling because we've experienced life's difficulties and frustrations and we've begun to doubt. We doubt if God's promises are true. We doubt if we're ever going to get there. I've discovered in my own life that doubt diminishes God's promise of greater. Doubt diminishes God's promise of greater. But I want to encourage you with this one idea today. Don't doubt in the dark what God promised you in the light. For those of you who are married, you stood at an altar or maybe at a courthouse and you committed your love to one another and there was a moment when you said, this is gonna work. This is gonna be great. God wants to guide us back to that place. He wants to guide us and move us forward. But the truth is we have a daily decision. We have to decide today what we're gonna do. We have to decide what we're gonna do. Just because GPS puts coordinates up and provides direction, we have to decide. Are we gonna follow the directions or are we gonna go our own way? The, tr- the same is true in our experience with the Lord. The Lord wants to guide us. He wants to move us forward. But we have to decide. And where he guides, we must decide. Are we gonna follow him? In my own life, there have been moments when I've gotten off track. I've taken my own detour. And I've discovered that it's always costed me more money, more time, more, a- more energy, more heartache for myself and the people around me. The Holy Spirit knows how to get you where you need to be. But we have to decide daily because daily decisions determine our destination. Daily decisions determine our destination. We have to decide today, are we gonna follow him or are we gonna do our own thing? And here are two important decisions that I wanna encourage you with today. Number one, decide today to invest in your children and in your students even when you don't see any fruit. Decide today to invest in them even when you don't see any fruit. This is a season where we're investing in our kids and we don't see the the return on our investment. Continue to invest in them. Don't just leave them a, a legacy. Pour into them. Raise a legacy. Decide today and invest in them. They deserve our very best. And number two, decide today to love your spouse even when they're unlovable. 
and you don't want to. Now, marriage is kind of like hugging a cactus, okay? (laughs) Now, in my experience, usually I'm the cactus, so my wife has to hug me sometimes, and I'm difficult. But love is a choice. We decide. Love is a choice. We decide whether we're going to be involved in our marriage or not. Decide today. Here's what will happen. If we act in ways that are loving, even if we don't feel the love, what will happen is that God will reawaken love in our life and he will guide us back into a place where we fall in love again. That's the destination and he wants to lead us there. So decide today. Number three and finally, a guidance counselor encourages heart to empower want to. Encourages our heart to empower want to. This is what verse 17 says. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Now want to is an inner driver motivation. And all the parents know exactly what I mean. We all have little people at our house who aren't motivated. We have to encourage them. Turn off the light. Close the door. Pick up your room. Don't hit your sister. Don't hit your sister. We have to constantly remind them. They need motivation. They don't have a desire to be motivated. And that's what's happening in the Musset household right now. In fact, my kids, they hate to clean their room. They hate it. They despise it. So we tell them, clean your room. And they roll their eyes. And I look up and I'm like, what are you looking at? And then I realize that they're rolling their eyes at me. So I say, what are you doing? And then what ends up happening is they get frustrated that I'm frustrated and then everybody gets frustrated in the household. And then we finally reach a point where we say, that's it. I'm the parent, you're the child. And if you want to have any fun for the rest of the year, (laughs) you need to clean your room. And eventually they comply with it and a miracle happens in the Musset household. A miracle. The Lego piece that was missing is found again. The shoe to the doll that was missing that my daughter had a meltdown about. She has meltdowns. This happens. And, and my wife is rejoicing. She's dancing in the hallway because she's found the 12 socks that have been missing for the past year. They were under the bed. Um, th- this is what happens. There's, there's a change in outlook. There's a change in perspective. They say, wow, having a clean room is a great thing. What often happens, though, is that we only see the cost of the decision not the result of the outcome. We only see what it costs to make the decision, not the reward of the outcome. And we need the Holy Spirit to encourage our heart, to inspire and empower us to want to do something else. Because again, he has the capacity to see the situation and exactly what we need. And he wants to encourage us because there's something on the horizon that he has for you and I. Could it be that you're fed up is a new want to in disguise? Could it be the frustration and restlessness that you're experiencing in your life as the Holy Spirit stirring something new? A new making new in your experience. Could it be your desperation is God's desire awakening? I have learned that God's new direction is often disguised as dissatisfaction. Yes, God's new direction is often disguised as dissatisfaction. I have found so many times, countless times, that God is stirring in my heart. And my wife will ask me, she's like, why are you so frustrated? I'm like, I don't know. And then I'll go to the Lord and what he'll reveal to me is that he's stirring something new. If you are experiencing dissatisfaction today, it could be that the Holy Spirit is stirring in your experience. 
and we gotta say, Lord, I need, you to, I need you to encourage my heart in this moment and then empower me to want to continue to move forward because I know that you've got good promises for me. He promised the Holy Spirit to come alongside us and to be our guidance counselor. Allow him to reframe that, that discontent and realize that he's, he's the author of it. Now, as a guidance counselor, what I've learned in my own experience is this, is that the Holy Spirit, he's my guidance counselor. And the one thing that I've always noticed about people who come in for help is this one truth. Regardless of age, gender, life experience, the one thing that everybody who's ever made a significant uh, improvement in their life is that they're willing to ask for help. They come in and they say, I need help. I need help. I need help. As we said at the very beginning, the big idea is the Holy Spirit's always available to help us. He responds. Church, He responds when we come to Him and we say, I need help. He always, He always is there for us. And as we stand and as the prayer team comes forward, what I'd like for you to do is just the prayer team's gonna be here, like for you guys to stand. And, and if you find yourself in a place, maybe you're needing new information. Maybe you need him to increase your know-how. He wants to meet with you today. He wants to meet with you today. Maybe some of us, we just need guidance. We're stuck in a situation and we need to understand what to do. The Holy Spirit's here. The guidance counselor's here. Maybe some of you are struggling with dissatisfaction in your own heart. I want you to come. The Holy Spirit's in the house. We've sensed him during worship. I want you to come. They're gonna pray with you. Members of our prayer team are gonna pray with you. They're gonna encourage you. They're gonna help connect you with the Holy Spirit. I want you and I to know that the guidance counselor is here and he is here to meet with you. Atmosphere is changing now. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around that the Spirit of the Lord is here. The atmosphere is changing. For the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is 
is all around that the spirit of the lord is here overflow in this place fill our hearts with your love your love surrounds us you're the reason we came to encounter your love your love surrounds us the atmosphere is changing now for the spirit of the Lord is
believe the spirit of God is in this place. Come on, just one more time. We're going to declare that his presence is here. Come on, with every voice. Fullness of eternal promise. Stirring in your sons and Testifying of the sun. 
You promise to help us. You promise to guide us when we need direction. And we worship you today. We worship you today. Thank you for your presence. We say all this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Let's give him one more hand clap before we go. We are so glad you came to worship the King today. God bless you, and we are dismissed.